Brandon's Bobby here from Markout Movie Podcast. We're here to bring you movie news on this Monday. Um, just gonna get right into it. I know it's a little bit late. I should got this out earlier, but I'm, I'm getting into it right now. Okay, up first, our first topic today is uh, I know what you did last summer. A reboot was announced, but not a film, a TV sh- a TV series on Amazon, and it will be. It was first reported it would be directed by James Wan, the pilot, but now. It's being told that he is going to produce this series. And I'm very excited for this. I love, I know what you did last summer. I love the Ben Willis uh, stalking the four teenagers that ran him down. You know, and I know what you did last summer out of that story. I read the book. Uh, the book's not as strong as the movie. Uh, not nearly as strong as the movie. So I'm hoping it's still the, the reboot of the movie, not the book. Because the book, really nothing much happens, really. Um, I don't think anyone actually dies in the book. Uh, but uh, from what I... Maybe one person dies, but um, not not in any gruesome way or anything. It just wasn't that good. Uh, not to, If you read it first, maybe, yeah, it's good. But once you see the movie, then you read it, which is what I did. It just wasn't as good. Um, but yeah, I'm very excited for this. Uh, to see Ben Willis back. I mean, if that's what if that's the route they're going, and uh, same story. Uh, I love this. I think this could be what Scream should have been. Um, when they decided to do that TV series, but Scream, you know, couldn't do as much as what they can do on Amazon. They can do. They can get away with it. If you're on a streaming service, you can get away with a lot more than you can on on M- MTV. <laughs> I mean, uh, I have yet to see the third season of Scream. I have it on DVR, but I have yet to see it. But I'm very excited for I Know What You Did Last Summer. I hope Jennifer Love Hewitt makes a cameo. I hope Freddie Prince Jr. makes a cameo. I would even love to see Sarah, excuse me, Sarah Michelle Gellar and Ron Philippi make cameos uh, for this film. And the original guy that played Ben Willis make a cameo. Uh, I would love to see these people return uh, in some way. Uh, maybe, you know... They get killed in an episode or whatever, but I would love to see him return. Uh, this, I, I would also love to see this be like an actual sequel series. You know, have Julie return, um, you know, in some way. But regardless, I'm very excited for this. I, have, you know, I haven't really read up on it. I just read that James Wan's involved, and he's involved. I'm there. I will watch anything that man is involved in with, and I, I'm, I'm so pumped for this, though. But uh, let's get to our next topic. Once Upon a Time in, in Hollywood is Quentin Tarantino's best opening and well-deserved. I saw this uh, on s- Saturday and I just, I was intrigued throughout the whole movie. My review is up if you want to check it out. It's a non-spoiler review. Well, I kind of did spoil one thing, but it was nothing like huge to the to the main story. Uh, that movie just had beautiful moments. Um, it's getting torn down though. People are tearing this movie down um, based off of uh, what actually happened. And uh, look, that's not the story in this movie. It's The story in this movie is 1969 Hollywood, what it was like back then. You know, the the world that it was back then. It wasn't about the Manson murders. Uh, and I, I, at least that's not how I perceived it to be. It's not what I saw with my own eyes. So I really, I had a great time watching that movie. I, like I said in my review, Aaron and um, Quentin will do an analyze this episode about it. And uh, I look forward to hearing that. And I, I mean, I really do. I look forward to hearing his thoughts. 
we'll probably discuss it tomorrow before we record about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. But, man, it was, it was such a beautifully shot movie. Well acted. I think Oscars, are, it's going to be nominated for Oscars. I think it'll be nominated for Best Picture, Best Screenplay, Best Actor. Uh, I don't know if you give Brad Pitt Best Supporting Actor or if you give him Best Actor as well. But regardless, I think both Leo and Brad will be nominated for their performances in it. Um, you know, but I'm going to get off that topic because Aaron's going to talk all about it and analyze this. And Quentin's going to analyze it because he, he's, he's good at what he does. And he can analyze people and their reactions and their actions. So I look forward to that. I look forward to hearing that. Um, our next topic is It Chapter 2. They have revealed the runtime, and it's two hours and 45 minutes. Um, I'm happy with that. Look, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was two hours and 40 minutes, I believe. And it felt like a 90-minute movie to me. So, it Chapter 2 is going to fly by, man. I, Pennywise, for almost three hours, give it to me, <laughs> you know? I just hate that this is the end. I, me and Aaron have spoken on this, and we don't think it should be. They can do so much with this character. You do, I know they didn't write books, any more books about Pennywise, but he does appear in other books. But I know that uh, uh, he's, he's there's no more It books, and he refused to write another It movie or It book because it, it scared him so much. This character is scary, and it's terrifying, and um, I think you're going to get a very much darker version of Pennywise in Chapter 2, and I cannot wait for it. Our next topic uh, is... Amer no not American Horror Story. It's Blair Witch. They revealed the gameplay trailer, and I, I watched it. I watched it today, and I was like blown away by it. Um, I'm so excited for this game. Uh, it's like uh, you mean you're in the woods with your dog, and you're investigating the Blair Witch basically, and it's very suspenseful and it's you know hard done right. And I feel like it's going to be a really creepy game, and I think it's going to be a, a cool a cool game to play at night. Uh, I would love to. I love to play this game with my girlfriend um, at night. I mean, just you know, she freaks out with these type of games, and I love it. <laughs> she was playing one game on the VR, and she just got so freaked out she couldn't continue. So I think this game could be something like that. So if it's not VR, uh, I look forward to it. This game looks so good to me. My only problem is, it comes out the same day as another game that I really want, uh, the Dark Pictures Anthology series, which is a follow-up to Until Dawn. Uh, with uh, Man of Madon, if I'm pronouncing that right. I look forward to that uh, game as well. But yeah, Blair Witch looks phenomenal. I I'm definitely buying it when I can. Um, up next is American Horror Story 1984. I watched, they released the trailer to that. And it teases a summer camp, summer camp slasher, uh, which is cool. I have never seen American Horror Story. Never. Uh, I've just never really gotten around to it. I mean, we have them all, but I have never watched one. I haven't watched one episode of American Horror Story. Uh, so, but this one intrigues me. Uh, and I know you don't actually have to watch any. Uh, I mean, I think one or two seasons connect. Maybe they all connect in some way. I don't know. Because I haven't watched it. But I think, um, this one has intrigued me. Uh, I love slashers. I'm a... Uh, it's my weakness when it comes to horror. I mean, I love slashers. I'll, I'll watch bad slashers. I'll watch okay slashers. I'll watch good slashers. And I'll watch perfection. And it's finest with a slasher. Um, You know, I it, it looks 
interesting. I won't say the killer looks all that great, but everything else looks pretty cool. In that trailer, they were they they were playing a song from Eddie and the Cruisers. Um, yes, I know what that is. I love the those two movies they made with uh, Michael Pear. Uh, he, so yeah, I'm I'm all for it, man. I'm all for that. That music is awesome. I love Eddie and the Cruisers. So uh, that was an interesting choice of music to play. It's very 80s, but you know a lot of people don't remember that movie, Eddie and the Cruisers. So, uh, but I, I, man, I was I was pumped when I heard that song playing. Oh man, that that got me. So, but I'm gonna move on uh, to the next topic. But I just want to say this. For someone that's never seen American Horror Story, it had me, and I was invested in the trailer. I want to see it. Uh, will I watch it? I don't know, because we're about to get rid of our satellite and just go to streaming. I knew this day was coming. <laughs> I told her, like, it's going to come. One day we're going to do this. Because there's so many streaming services and there's so much content out there that we want to watch. So I was like, we're going to do this eventually. And she was like, no, no. And it was her idea to do it, too. So it wasn't mine, but... I don't know if I'll if we'll just wait until it comes out on DVD and Blu-ray because we 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 own it, so we'll buy some. Um, we'll probably buy it. I mean, you know. But anyway, I'm, let's move on to the next topic. Um, Martin Scorsese is to is set to premiere The Irishman at the New York Film Festival, and what that is is a Netflix original film uh, that stars that re reunites him with Robert De Niro. Al Pacino and Joe Pesci. This is a reunion of Heat, Righteous Kill, uh, Godfather Part 2, even though they didn't film together. Pacino and De Niro I'm talking about. And for Joe Pesci, it's a, re a reunion with Robert De Niro from um, Casino, and more importantly, Goodfellas, which was also directed um, by Martin Scorsese. Um, I'm not sure Scorsese has directed Al Pacino before. Um... I'm not familiar with every work he's done, but his go-to guy back in the day was Robert De Niro. So I'm pumped for this. I'm so excited to see uh, De Niro, Pacino, Pesci in a Martin Scorsese film. Uh, and, and early word is that De Niro might be nominated for Best Actor. And I know Steven Spielberg was like trying to, you know, keep uh, movies from the Netflix away from the Oscars, but I've, I've never had a problem with it, but I kind of do now, because it's Robert De Niro, uh, or even, I mean, Al Pacino, and Joe Pesci, I mean, it, I don't know the performances, I expect great performances, I expect a great movie, because it's Mark Scorsese, um, but, man, I, I kind of disagree with Spielberg on this one now, because before, when he started talking about this, I was like, well, does Netflix really create great movies? And when they started this, they really didn't, you know, they didn't create really good movies. Um, I mean, I like the Sandler films all right, but, I mean, I wouldn't say any of them are really great or Oscar-worthy. You know, I haven't yet to see a movie Netflix did that was Oscar-worthy. Again, I haven't seen a lot of Netflix original films. Now, TV shows is another, another thing. I mean, they have created and won awards for their TV shows. I think Stranger Things is one of the best shows out there today. I mean, maybe the best. But, you know, for movies-wise, I haven't seen one that was like, okay, yeah, this this is Oscar-worthy. 
Uh, but, you know, you got De Niro, you got Pacino, you got Pesci, and you got Scorsese. I mean, it just feels like it's an Oscar contender. I mean, just just with those guys. And But I look forward to that movie. Um, and staying, our next topic is staying with Martin Scorsese um, and Robert De Niro. They're reuniting again. Um, this is like the first time the Irishman, it was like the first time in 20 years they worked together. So uh, De Niro's joining the cast for Killers of the Flower Moon. And also De Niro mm. is part of the Joker, uh, which... Mark Scorsese produces, so that's like three times in a row. His last three movies is with Mark Scorsese. It feels like it's the eighties and nineties again. Uh, but yeah, like I'm, I, I'm loving this. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio's in this movie. It's a re, re, they're reuniting too. DiCaprio, Scorsese, DiCaprio, Robert De Niro, and Robert De Niro did a movie with DiCaprio a long time ago when DiCaprio was young. He was just a kid. That that's that boy's life, which Rob, Robert played a abusive stepfather to to Leo, and um, you know they reunited for Marvin's Room. He played a doctor, but he was hardly in it. Now he's gonna be in this one, and I look forward to it. DiCaprio, De Niro, boom! I'm I'm there for that man. I'm 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 so excited for it. Look, I'm a movie buff. It ain't just horror movies. It isn't just action movies. I love all movies. Uh, well, not entirely all movies. I have a hard time with fantasy and uh, musicals sometimes. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes I'm in it and I'm there. But for the most part, I have a hard time with musicals and fantasies. Now, Willow's my favorite fantasy. I love me Willow. Love me Willow. And I do like some fantasy. I'm not saying I hate all fantasy, but it's hard for me. I feel like I have to be in the mood for it, you know? It's hard for me just to jump right into a fantasy film or a musical. Unless it's Elvis Presley, then I can jump right in. But otherwise, it's hard. I have to be really in the mood for it. But my next topic is Bruce Willis and Kevin Smith had some kind of falling out when they were working on uh, Cop Out. They got into it constantly during that production they hadn't talked since right and out of the blue bruce willis calls kevin smith um and they make things right and they're, they're friends again or whatever uh and it's been rumored could this possibly lead up to cop out too bruce willis is kind of i want to say having a resurgence he did uh death wish the remake of death wish still haven't seen the movie so i don't know if it's any good i've heard mixed reviews on it um but it made money uh, then he went and did Glass, which was a pretty decent hit. Uh, I love the film myself, um, you know, and, and, I mean, he's supposed to do another Die Hard movie. Uh, I'm not sure what else he's got lined up. I mean, let's check it out real quick, what Bruce has got lined up. Um, let me look it up real quick. I'm not really sure what he's got lined up, but... He's kind of having a resurgence, though, a little bit. Let's see. Clicking on it, it's taking forever to load. <laughs> but this could lead up to Cop Out, too. I'm not sure what Tracy Morgan's doing these days. I know he's got that show on TBS, which, you know, I, I, I like just fine. Okay, here we go. He also did the Lego movie part two, the second part. Played his own self from Bruce Willis, which was a, a little spoofed Die Hard, which I loved in that movie. I, I actually dug Lego too. Um, 
He's completed Motherless Brooklyn. I don't know if that's going to be straight to DVD or not. It's got wait. No, I think this is going to. Yeah. This is a going to be a movie that's going to be hidden to theaters cuz it's it's got a good cast. I mean, it's got it's got Bruce Willis in the lead role. Uh it's got William Defoe, it's got Edward Norton, Leslie Mann, Alec Baldwin. I mean, uh I think that's about it as far as main stars. So, yeah, this film's going to be something. It's a crime drama. So, yeah, he's he's got a resurgent resurgence. He's doing a movie called 10 Minutes Gone. Uh now, this may go straight to video, because uh, these aren't, like, huge actors. The only one I really see that's noticeable is Michael Chiklis for, uh, from the TV show The Shield. But, oh, it may go to theaters. You never know. Um, but I, I doubt it will. He's got a movie called The Long Night. Uh... Stars him, Chad Michael Murray from a, a show called Dawson's Creek. He was in that. Uh, he was in uh, his own show. Um, it's, uh, it's skipping me. I can't think of the name. Um, I can't think of the name. I cannot think of that name. Let me look him up real quick. I apologize. Uh, let's see. One Tree Hill. That's it. He did One Tree Hill. Uh, so it's got them two together. Chad Michael Murray's doing little things. He, he was in, he had an old TV show with, uh, with Elvis and Johnny Cash and all those guys, uh, that, which was an actually pretty good show. He was also in Riverdale. Still haven't finished that season yet. I like three episodes from being done. And then I'll give my review of last season in Riverdale. Um, uh, this, this next movie he's got is called Trauma Center. It's an action movie. It's going straight to DVD, though. Um, the other big name in this movie is um, Steve Guttenberg. So uh, he hasn't done anything in forever. Uh, he's doing a movie called Corner Man, which I feel this movie will go to theaters. Because um, he, he's playing the guy that, that trained Mike Tyson. I just feel like that's a movie that should go to theaters. And he's doing McLean. So that's what he's doing. Um, but, yeah, I, I think this could lead to Cop Out 2. I know that it was rumored. They made up. Could we get Cop Out 2? It's just a little rumor there. And Kevin Smith on Twitter did say he was working on two secret projects. I think one of them is Clerks 3. I do. I honestly do. But I think the other one could be Cop Out 2. I tweeted him. Uh, I tweeted Kevin Smith. <laughs> but he didn't respond. Of course, uh, I'm not I'm not a big name or nothing. I, I, I mean, we mainly do this for fun. It gives you know great pleasure to do this. But uh, I love the fact that uh, you know that Kevin and him hash things out and they're good again. But yeah, hopefully it does lead to cop out too. I actually enjoy that movie uh, with him and Tracy Morgan. I do. Uh, but I hope it leads to cop out too. They, in their eyes, do it right. I mean, it wasn't the best movie, but I enjoyed it. I'll probably give it a three mark outs out of five from when I did. I only saw it once. Theaters. If I see it in theaters, it's very rare I go back and see it. Even though last night we did go and watch um, The Change Up again with Jason Bateman and Ryan Reynolds. And that movie still holds up. That movie is really good. It's really funny. I love Jason Bateman and I love Ryan Reynolds. Um, I like Bateman better. I don't know. Something about him, his style. Is 
you know, his humor. I just really like it. He really got to go raunchy in that one. So I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, our next topic today is Paul Rudd was asked to reprise the role of Tommy Doyle in Halloween Kills. If you're not familiar with this, um, Paul Rudd's first role was playing Tommy Doyle in Halloween, The Curse of Michael Myers, uh, which is one of the worst Halloween films. Um, even the producer's cut, it doesn't, for me, it doesn't save the movie. Uh, it's still pretty bad. Uh, but Paul Rudd's really good in it. And, if, and they're bringing back the character Tommy Dole uh, as an adult. And he's been asked to reprise the role. Um, rumor is he said no. He couldn't do it because he's filming Ghostbusters 2020. Um, but I'm, I'm hoping he can, he can do it. I love Paul Rudd. And I really do. I love him as Ant-Man. I'm looking forward to him in Ghostbusters. I really enjoy him. Uh, I remember when I was in Nashville and I went and I was, had an acting class. Uh, I, and this guy in the bathroom, he looked just like Paul Rudd. I swear to you, he looked just like Paul Rudd. I thought it was Paul Rudd. I still think to this day it may have been Paul Rudd. Uh, it was an acting workshop and he looked at me and said, Man, hang in there. You're doing good. You're doing good. And he told me all about his uh, manager. Now, I'm pretty sure it's not Paul Rudd. I mean, why would he be in Nashville, right? But still, the guy looked just like him. And he was a very talented actor. They all were talented actors. And I finally broke through, and I had a really good scene with this girl. A romantic scene. And it, it was just a lot of fun to do. It was a comedy scene, but it was, it was still fun. It, it, I, I miss those days. But... I really hope Paul Rudd does this. Oh, I would love to see him return in Halloween Kills. And possibly Halloween Ends. Um, it's also been talked about. Will Halloween End? Uh, no. <laughs> if it does money. It has If it br brings in money like this. When the last one did. No. It'll be back. You'll get a part four. You know. You'll get a Halloween four. Um, and without Jamie. Because I expect them to kill her in Halloween Ends. Um, but it could. You know, could lead to someone else. Uh, for maybe Lindsay. Uh, well, Lindsay. I want to say her last name was Wallace. Uh, but I know her first name is Lindsay. Uh, maybe she comes back. To I mean, it could be anything. I mean, he let three people get away. It was a, uh, you know, it was Tommy, Lori, and Lindsay. Mainly, people think about Lori Strode, but honestly. The kids got away too, so he could want revenge on that. But anyway, our next topic is Beavis and Butthead sequel actually may be coming. Uh, I'm pumped for this. Um, Beavis and Butthead? Do America? One of my favorite animated films ever. It really is. I mean, it's raunchy. It's Beavis and Butthead, though. You gotta know what you're watching. I, I know some people have been like, I don't like this movie. It's like, did, did you like the show, Beavis and Butthead? No. Well, then you're not going to like the movie. <laughs> I mean, uh, but I love the movie. I love the show. I mean, I, I, Beavis and Butthead was, they're, 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 they're just hilarious. So I'm up for this. I'm up for a sequel to the Beavis and Butthead Do America. I, I, I think they should follow Kevin Smith's route and just call it Beavis and Butthead Do Reboots. Or Beavis and Butthead The Reboot. Um, but, you know... I look forward to it if it happens, and I hope it does happen. I really do. Up next, uh, this is our last topic, by the way. Um, Venom 2. Who will direct it? 
uh, right now, um, you know, uh, here's the rumors uh, from Variety is that Andy Serkis is in talks to direct Venom 2. He's not the only one, though. Bumblebee director Travis Knight is also in talks to direct Venom 2. And Rupert White, who directed Rise of the Planet of the Apes, is in talks to do Venom 2. Honestly, I don't think you can go wrong with either choice. I think whoever directs this movie, they're going to make a better Venom film than Venom. Venom 2 would be better. Um, and not that I say I didn't like Venom. I really enjoyed Venom. It was one of my favorite films the year it came out. Um, you know, which maybe, maybe it, it was last year. It was one of my favorite films last year. It was in my top ten, I do believe. Uh, I think it was around seven or eight, you know, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, my personal choice would be Travis Knight, who directed Bumblebee. He brought he brought Transformers back to life. Um, he did. And Rupert Wilde would be a good choice. Rise of the Planet of Angels is a really good movie. Um, you know, uh, he didn't do the sequels, but that first film was really good. Still to this day, it's good, man. I man, I, I like Andy Serkis is is a fantastic actor. Uh, he, obviously he was part of, uh, the apes. Uh, he's done so much. Lord of the Rings. I mean, he is just, he's a very talented guy. Uh, he was, he was in, uh, Black Panther. Uh, I mean, he really is a talented guy. He directed another Jungle Book adaptation called Maui. I think that's how you pronounce his name. I always get it confused. I always say it wrong. I botch a lot of names, people. I, I'm not perfect. I'm not a perfectionist. I, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, but, you know, I, I per, my personal choice is Travis Knight, though. Uh, he brought Transformers back to life when I was concerned about that movie after the last night. Oh, God, I was concerned. And then they, they casted John Cena. Oh, yeah, I got really concerned. I was like, oh, boy. <laughs> but it turned out good, man. I loved it. It's my favorite Transformers film. It, it, I like it better than the original. I really do. But yeah, that that's all the topics for today. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I had fun doing this. Um, so uh, stay tuned for more. Like tomorrow, it's Shark Week, baby. It's Shark Week. And I'm very excited for this week's episodes uh, about sharks. Uh, you're going to get versus mode with 47 meters down against shallows. You're going to get the book. Versus the movie with the Meg. You're going to get my top 10 list of best shark films. And top 10 worst shark films. And you're also going to get cinema culture with Jaws. Everything Jaws. Everything Jaws. My personal favorite movie, Jaws. I love Jaws. I mean, you're going to need a bigger boat. I can do anything. I'm the chief of police. I I could quote this movie all day. I really could. But I'm not going to. I'm not going to bore you with Jaws quotes. But yeah, uh, I look I look forward to this week's episodes. This is personally going to be my favorite week of the year. <laughs> it just is. Shark Week is my favorite week of the year. Especially now I'm doing a podcast. Because this could be a yearly thing for me and Aaron to do. I'm not saying it will be. But it could be. Uh, but anyway... Um, I'm going to close this out, and I will be back with y'all tomorrow for uh, Cinema Culture, Jaws, and Movie News, if we have it. Um, but yeah, look forward to Aaron's and Quentin's review of uh, 
Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, because it's not just a review, they're analyzing things. So it's a little bit different. So look forward to that. Look forward to Shark Week episodes. Oh man, I'm I'm so I'm so stoked. Um stay classy everybody. Chillats. I know I'm adding words today. I'm in a good mood though. So be safe everyone. Have a good day. I'll see y'all tomorrow.